I'm going to make an admission to you. One that I don't admit to many people, but most of the people that know me probably understand completely. And that is every time I hear the word no from someone, I take it personally. I really do. We're going to talk about why I do that. You're probably not different than me and why it matters and how to deal with it. All that and more on today's episode, episode 823 of Today's Antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Okay, I made a pretty bold admission there, and now I'm starting to feel uh, a little queasy, but that's okay. We'll get there. You wanted to do the introduction. I did. I did. You tried to say you you had wisdom. I'll I'll give you that, but sometimes you just got to go at it. Fair enough. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we will, won't we? Can't pull it back now. True. It is live, so it's you're right. It is. It is live. Yes, exactly. Excellent. All right. Well, we're back live. Actually, are live after we recorded yesterday's message. So that's right. We did. Those of you who missed us yesterday, you saw us. We just weren't in person. And but today we're back, and we're ready for today's antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast, where each morning Bob and I share our thoughts and ideas around a topic. Usually it's a topic for the week, and then we dive in a little bit deeper on each topic. <clears throat> As Bob mentioned this week, we've been dealing about dealing with no. It's a challenge. It's interesting. I was thinking about this. I wonder if we should have done dealing with no first, and then all the support that you can could have around you. Or maybe it was helpful to have everybody understand where is all the support, before you really start to dive in and deal with no. So I don't know, maybe, not sure. I have to think more about what, what the order might have been different. Could have been. Yeah. Anyhow, as we have that conversation today about dealing with no, and it's not about you, even though it sounds like Bob thinks it's about him, please feel free to share your thoughts and ideas as we go through the conversation. And at the conclusion of that conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing. Or today's antidote, that thing that we hope will help you figure out, maybe if you're stuck on this and you're uncertain how to take your next step, we'll help you figure out that one thing that might be able to push you forward to keep moving and maybe think a little bit differently about the topic. And of course, if you have a one thing you would like to share, please feel free to put it in the comments. So we know it'll not only add value to our show, it might be that thing that someone else is looking for. They're not really hearing it from us, although we hope they will. They, they are hearing it from you differently. And that, that thought or that idea will be the thing that will help them move forward. So please feel free to share your value. Before we I'd dive in. I'd love to hear from anyone who uh, struggles with hearing the word no. That would make me feel good that I'm not the only one on the island here. Well, it'll just be interesting to see if other people are willing to admit it. 
Or, or maybe they have friends who struggle with the word no, and they know their friends struggle with it. I have a friend who struggles with this, that, or the other thing. <clears throat> Fair enough. <laughs> and before we dive into that conversation, though, each morning, Bob and I share our celebrations. So, Bob, what are you celebrating today? I'm celebrating that I go to a lot of networking events. And yesterday I was at a networking event. And afterwards, I met with someone about possibly working together. And he said to me, you know, every time you give your 30 to 60 second ad about yourself, your elevator pitch or whatever it is, he's like, yours always draw my interest. They really make me think you must work so hard on those. And I thought that was really nice because I really do work hard on those. And I, it was nice for someone to recognize the effort that goes into it and to also say, I want you to help me to do that. That's what we're actually going to work on. So those elevator pitches, because he said, every time you do it, I stop what I'm doing because a lot of these meetings are on Zoom. And he's like, I, I can't help but listen. And you're always talking to me. And I thought, wow, that and that's what we really want, right? When we do those little commercials for ourselves, you want people to stop and actually pay attention. So I thought it was interesting that someone recognized that that just doesn't like fly off the top of your head. Because sometimes you've been to networking events, I know I have, where it seems like someone just was like, oh, really? I have to talk about me and my company? That, uh, I had no idea that was going to happen. <laughs> well, so I'm Bob and I do this and I, you know... Sometimes there are networking events where you don't talk about what you did. There are networking events. Absolutely. Yes, there are. We, we, we do one and uh, there are some others that we've been involved with. Yes, yes, there are. But when you are in that situation where you have to describe what you do, I, I think what he realized is you have to think about it a little bit because it can be a powerful opportunity to share your message in a way that some people choose to put effort towards a lot of effort, some people minimal effort, and that's a choice. Absolutely. So, and I'm excited to have a new client who wants to learn from me. Excellent. Yeah. Good celebration. So my celebration is that I, I tell you, there is there has been a theme for me this year um, with my nonprofit clients. I have done more work around board management, board training, board common practices. And today, again, I will have a discussion uh, with a group of organizations around um, sort of some standards around board, board management and board work. So I'm, it's an interesting group that I'm working with. It's a group of uh, nonprofits that are historical nonprofits. Or, you know, no, not you mean they've been around for years or you mean they work around historical Correct. Issues or right. preservation and those type of things. Okay. Um, All right. I, I was going to say, you know, that like uh, <laughs> they're 200 years old. <laughs> they might be. Who knows? Could be. Um, and so today I'm going to talk with their leaders who manage the boards. And then next week I'm talk with them about the, you know, being a board member and what are some of the value and benefits and common practices of being a board member, an effective board member. So looking forward to that conversation today. Can, can I make an observation about that? Sure. I don't think we as a um, culture, we as a, you know, within organizations, as we grow up, as we go into things, I don't think we have the modeling of those associations and those organizations in our lives the way I think it may have been 
for older people like you and me. I remember when I was a child, my my mother and my father were involved in activities in the evening. They worked in their church. My father was an elder as church. My mother was involved in things at her church. They were involved in things in the community. So it became part of the fabric of home life that one, you were involved in these things. Two, there was a, I can remember they would dress up. They come home, have dinner, dress up, not dress up like super nice, but nice keep their work clothes on, go to those meetings. And there'd be discussion around the dinner table about what they were doing. And I don't know that that happens so much anymore. And it could be that those lessons about how to do that aren't being cast generationally and therefore it creates opportunities or holes where someone like you needs to come in and explain to people how the roles fit And also, I don't know that people understand how to interact with other people, especially in a capacity where it's not, you're my boss, you're my, you know, you're my employee, and because I pay you, you have to do what I say. You know, so often the board role is, you're a volunteer, I'm a volunteer, we have to figure out how to coexist and serve each other and serve the organization. But at the end of the day, you're volunteering, you can walk away if you don't want to do what you want to do. And I say that as someone who ran a board for two years. And, uh, well, I had some people that were supposed to work on the membership committee and do some membership stuff. And they never really got much done over that two years at times. And I didn't really have any teeth that I could sink into them to get them to do it. Ultimately, it was their motivation. You didn't have any teeth? You couldn't kick them off the board? So you're not doing your job? But if I kicked them off the board, I didn't have anyone to backfill behind them. So maybe it was about you. Because remember, they're volunteers. And and they therein lies the issue, on. right? And and yeah. it's the but we're also seeing the same thing in small business. It is more difficult now, I think, in many ways to one, find employees that want to do what companies need. Two, to get those employees to do what you need them to do. I hear all the time from employers, I just can't get my employees to do it that. They want to do. I, I was talking to someone last week and they said, I have an employee who comes in late every single shift. Okay. Why don't you fire them? My problem is if I fire them, I have no one to replace them. So I have to do the work. Okay. I, I you know, I think some of that is I'm not, I think that is an overgeneralization of there's no one to replace them. You're telling me in the 3 billion people that we have in this world, you can't find one person to replace them that may not, it won't be them. It'll be, they'll be different. I think that that's about prioritizing your time to go out and find someone. And I think that I would, I don't think the boards have, I think the challenges that there are today, there are those challenges before. They're different. I don't think people understand because we don't educate them on how to do their job as effectively as they could. And no one is trained. Nobody goes to school to be a volunteer or a board member. You show up and you have certain skill set, and you have other things going on in your life and you try to prioritize. And sometimes you're more successful at it than not. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure it's that different. And okay. I'm not sure that they were handled that more, more effectively in the past. I think people's time was different. And so they put up with 
things that they thought were maybe beneficial that might not have been. Okay. Tom, we've got Aura with us this morning. I had a great discussion with her yesterday. She uh, she even uh, was able to have the discussion with me as she was at her uh, auto dealership trying to deal with a uh, vehicle problem. She found a little nook, and we had a really nice discussion, despite the fact that she was, I think, around other people. She was not distracted by that at all. So yeah. She could focus. I like that. She could, she she was focused, yes. yes. Well, good morning, Aura. There you go. All right. So do you want to dive into this, Bob? I do. I do. So my first reaction when someone says no to me about any idea I give them or working together or you name it, let's go get pizza. And they say no. My first reaction is it's all about me. I made a bad choice. I shouldn't have said that. I go through a little, sometimes a little, sometimes it's big. It's, I, I should have done this, should have done that, should have. What if I had been this? I shouldn't have said that thing 14 weeks ago. Oh, I should have worn a different color shirt today. If I'd worn it, you name it, I can go through it. And then more and more lately, I've been realizing that it has nothing to do with me. People say no for their own reasons, and I can't know what's going on in their head, and I can't control what's going on in their head. They could just be having a bad day. They could have gotten up this morning and just thought, you know what? I'm done with this. I don't want to deal with this guy anymore and move on. It could also be they got information from someone else that competes with what I've said and they're trying to figure it out. Um, I see Michael's with us. Let me, uh, I'm not sure how Michael can be here because I thought he was in court all week, but maybe that's an outcome. Well, I, I thought I haven't seen anything or heard anything. Michael says, I think sometimes if you get a no, it's important to understand why they say no, especially if you're paying for the advice or working for them. Keep an open mind is key and see the other side so you can understand. It may surprise you. And I couldn't agree more. I get surprised all the time when people say no and they explain to me why. It's like, oh, that's a really good reason. Huh, I hadn't thought about that. The reason. Yes. Uh, but but it, it could be a really, you know, a logical, a logical way to, um, you know, just for them. It makes sense to them. And we can never know what's going on in someone else's mind. It's what's real for them. Yes. In the moment. That could change. You know, and, and so I think that it's, it's an, I think there's an interesting, in some ways it's not about you and in some ways it's, it is about you just where, I don't even know how to say this. It's about you because there's something in there that they haven't connected with, which again is about them. Mm -hmm. really. And, you know, I think all we can do, even though I think there are times we could do things differently that maybe we would better understand, if we better understood them, we would do things differently. And so sometimes I think we ask too soon where we don't have all the information that we might need that might help us connect and engage with them um, more effectively so that they understand the value that, that we, we provide, our widget provides, whatever the case might be. <clears throat> we understand a little bit more about them and how they like to hear about our services, our widget, whatever the case might be. And I think that that's part of it is that we almost 
are asking for a yes no response truly before they're probably ready to give a yes no response and or at least a response to the final decision you know i had somebody once tell me that the more times you ask yes no questions and get them to say yes i'm not sure i i don't, I don't know how i feel about this i have to think more about it is that if they keep saying yes to to other things that are maybe not the final ask that they'll get more comfortable to say yes to when you actually make the ask that's the sales technique get them to you, you know yes you you have an hour for this meeting yes you have this you have this you get them saying yes because then they're just in a pattern and versus if the person so you're getting them to say yes to anything and I'm oversimplifying a very complicated sales strategy. Correct. And I think that even while I understand that strategy, and I think there's some logic to it, I still think ultimately when it comes down to a question that is a significant question about making a decision, that whether I want to take a little, <coughs> take the next step, I don't know necessarily that all that, you know, yes, yes, yes. I can say yes to a lot of things. And then somebody says, yes, it says, Hey, would you like to take advantage of my services? And here's what it is. And here's what it costs. And here's what, that I might independently completely say, mm, yeah, no. So I don't know. I, I, it would be interesting to get more data around that. And again, I think that's a little bit about knowing more about the person you're talking to. You know, if there are someone who, who believes that the more they say yes, the more comfortable they're getting, the more they're getting to know you and you're getting to know them, then I can sort of see how that sort of agreement would lead to an ultimate yes. Uh, Aura adds uh, in, uh, for me, no can be so freeing because cha it changes my focus on something that needs my attention. It's to be efficient. And I think that can be the case, you know, it, no does give us the ability. If you say no, 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 if we talk about something, you say no to me, then at least I can move to something else. I might come back to it, but better than, well, let me think about it and let's talk about it some more and all that good stuff. It's different. That's for sure. It, it is different. Yes. Well, and I think when you can get to that point, I think it's, it stops being about you. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, sort of, although actually as the way she said it, it is about her because when she gets to know the freeze her up to go do whatever else. So getting dealing with the no is about how we move forward with that information. I think it goes back to what I said, I, you know, it is about you and it's not about you. Uh, Missy had some comments here. Good morning, Missy. Be careful of too many yeses. The occasional no enables me to confirm and clarify and determines what they really want. And right. are they really listening? Are they and are they really listening? Yes. Of just saying yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And great. They they like the color of the paint, but they don't like the way the cars operates. You know, yes, you can have them saying yes about things that in the end don't really matter to them. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Interesting how that all plays a, a role in how we deal with you know, and it's interesting. I think it's as much how we deal with yes as we deal with no. And I would imagine we might talk about dealing with yes or what comes after yes next week. I have a hunch. Not, not to preset things, but odds are pretty high. So yes. do you have a one thing, Tom? 
I'm thinking about it. So if you have yours, why don't you go ahead? Well, I, I think the the it's something we've said a lot in the last month or two, which is separating the emotion from the no. I think what I described at the very beginning of the program and what so often happens to me is someone says no and my emotions take over. You saw that happen this morning before the program. We were talking about something and I could hear my voice shifting to a more emotional tone as I talked about this thing. And, and th that's just how I think as humans we are. So separating that emotion from the fact, okay, the person said, no, it's not the end of the world. I've been told no a number of times. And I think getting over that, it's not, it really is not about me. It, it's not, oh, you should have worn this deodorant or you should have worn this aftershave or your hair's cut the wrong way or your glasses are dorky or whatever. Those are all the things that go through my head when I can separate that and say, the person just said no. Okay, time to move on. Easier said than done. Yes, and, and I think it's, um, and I think sort of reframing our minds a little bit can be helpful. That it's, the, they're saying no to you, not about you. Right. They're yeah. saying no to the question that you asked. <clears throat> Are you interested in my services? Are you interested in my widget? And they're like, yeah, not at the moment. And again, it goes back to what we talked about the last couple of days. Is that no forever? Is it just no for now? Is it, you know, what, what, how do we then qualify what that no truly means? And, and I think that's part of it that it's, 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 it's not about you as a person. I don't think. I mean, it could be. I mean, there's a possibility that you just don't interact. And, you know, there's, there's. But even then, it doesn't. I'm not going to change who I am. I'm tall and right. I'm thin. That's not going to change. If you don't like tall and thin people, and that's the reason you gave a note, guess what? I'm stuck. I can't become short. I can't become, I guess I could conceivably become way more, but why would I? Right? Well, I, don't, I think some people might. Some people say, if I got to know, it's because something about me, not what I'm offering, not the value it has for them, not how much impact it might have in, in where they're at or what they're trying to accomplish. So let me change me to maybe attract others. And I think that's a, I think that's mis, uh, I don't know, misreading is the correct word. I think it's, it's putting an overemphasis on us and less of an emphasis on the value that we're trying to add to them. You know, usually if we get a no, it's something that's going on with them. <clears throat> and it says sometimes a little bit more about them than it does about us. You know, that maybe they're just saying no because they have fear. They're unconfident. They're uncertain. You know, they're, they're like, well, why would might I do this? Or, you know, there's all the other the other responses that you could get or clarifications to the no that a lot of times says a lot about them and where they are and how maybe we have to work differently to get them, help them get to another place so that they can then get to a point where they can see how yes could be valuable. Sounds like we all have work to do in that case. Well, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to. Right. I wouldn't want to presume that other people aren't in a different space with that than maybe you or I are. So I would just say, 
individually, we might have work to do. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank Aura, Michael, and Missy for their comments this morning. It was great to have those. They really added a lot of uh, uh, flavor to it. And I see we've got some more coming in. There you have it. Michael says, culture can also play a role. That's what's important to commit. That's why it's important to communicate. I would agree with that. And Aura says, to your point, Tom, some people are not really for what we offer. It's just where they are in their journey. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's I something I've done. Stay ready, I think. I'm What's that? I think she's meant to say ready. You're right. Sorry. Yes. Some people are not ready for what we offer. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Thank you, Aura. She came back and clarified that as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I trying to correct. Uh, just didn't get it. That's okay. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being with us. And thanks to everyone who shared their thoughts and ideas. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Is today Thursday? It is Thursday. It's Thursday. Um, so a, a couple of things before I wrap this up. One is, uh, you know, as we shared, Michael has some some developing things going on and we give our best to him and hope and hope that things are moving along. Whatever that might look like, Michael. And so thank you for your comments. We have another Renegade Success Network member who has some things happening this afternoon that I want to, if he's listening, let him know that they're, that we're thinking about him and okay. hope that everything goes, is helpful. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, and then to Missy and Aura, thank you for sharing your thoughts and ideas. We greatly appreciate it. And um, uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you have something else you would like to share, please feel free to put it in the, uh, come to the face, come to Facebook or YouTube or somewhere else where you can share your comments or join us in the Ring of Renegades Facebook group where you can uh, share your thoughts and ideas there. <clears throat> and I would offer is that this, if this is something you're really struggling with, if you just can't get off of the point uh, that it's all about you, maybe you want to have a conversation about with Bob and I about that, because that might be something that, you know, if you have as Bob alluded to some work to do in this area. That might be something we can help you with. And we're in the, we're in the middle of offering a program right now that will be a 90 day program to help you try to figure out how to have more control, maybe over your day, or in this case, maybe over yourself and how you are uh, able to maybe stop judging the results that you get and start learning from them. So if you'd like more information about that, reach out to Bob or I, and we can provide you with some further details about what that looks like and how that might help you go from where you're struggling and uncertain about this topic or another one to a point where you feel like you have more control and you're more confident, not only over your day and what you do with it and also your business and how you can take that to the level that you want to achieve. So uh, again, we look forward to seeing you inside our Ring of Renegades Facebook group. If not, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time-ish for our next episode of today's antidote. Hey, embrace the renegading you. It is so worth it today, this beautiful Thursday. Yes, it is. All right, everyone, go out and enjoy the day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. 
embrace the renegade in you.